Hello and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast from The Lancet Oncology. It's December 2023 and my name is Dr Cheryl Reeves. This month, I'm delighted to be joined by Professor Nirja Batler from the All India Institute of Medical Sciences, New Delhi, India, who is going to talk to us today about her article entitled Immunogenicity and Safety of a New Quadrivalent HPV Vaccine in Girls and Boys Aged 9 to 14 Years Versus an Established Quadrivalent HPV Vaccine in Women Aged 15 to 26 Years in India a randomised, active-controlled, multi-centre phase 2 to 3 trial, published in our December issue. Professor Butler, thank you so much for joining me today. Please explain the rationale behind this study. Why was it necessary to develop and manufacture an indigenous HPV vaccine? And uh, You know, in the cervical cancer is a major public health problem especially for the LMICs, which bear about 85% of the burden. The global estimates say about 604,000 women every year are diagnosed and about 340,000 of them die of the disease because of these late diagnoses. And India has about 20% of the burden. And since we know that it is a virus that causes this, it's a human papilloma virus, high-risk strains of this virus, if persistent, put the woman at risk of getting cervical cancer. So the HPV vaccine is naturally the easiest way to implement prevention, primary prevention. But because of the high cost of these vaccines, because of the short supply, there has been delayed introduction of this vaccine in the national immunization program of many countries. And then where it is introduced also, it's inevitably just for the single cohorts and not the multi-age cohorts and the males. So it was important to have a new affordable and accessible vaccine, which has now been developed by the Serum Institute of India here. And it's a quadrivalent HPV vaccine against the two most important types for cervical cancer 1618, as well as for 611. It targets the females and males aged 9 to 26 years. And this vaccine has been evaluated in a phase two, three study conducted in line in, uh, in India, in line with the WHO and the IARC recommendations. Thank you. So can you actually explain why it's so important that boys were included in the study as well as girls? And so in the existing uh, prior quadrivalent vaccines also did target the boys and men. And the reason is very clear. The boys and men are at risk of developing HPV-related anal, penile cancers and genital warts. Also, oropharyngeal cancers are another problem for men. Men are also the main vector for transmitting the HPV to women. We've found uh, seen in a recent study in The Lancet that almost one in three men worldwide are infected with at least one genital type. Uh, of HPV, and around one in five men are infected with one or more high-risk HPV types. So this emphasizes the importance to the men themselves if they are incorporated in the prevention strategy, as well as the fact that it will accelerate the herd immunity development. It will accelerate achieving the targets for cervical cancer elimination, as well as many other HPV-related diseases. Okay. 
Can you briefly describe what your main findings were? So in this study, we compared the immune response of Servavac in girls and boys aged 9 to 14 years with that of women aged 15 to 26 years receiving the Gardasil quadrivalent vaccine, as the efficacy has already been proved in that population. We found that there was a non-inferior immune response with this uh, quadrivalent HPV vaccine, Servavac, in girls and boys aged 9 to 14 years when compared with this Gardasil vaccine, which is a WHO pre-qualified, licensed, and commercially available vaccine for a while now. These findings support the extrapolation of efficacy from the comparator vaccine to the Servavac in this young population. The Servavac was very well tolerated in the girls and boys of this age group, 9 to 14 years. The adverse events were well within the acceptable limits, as have been reported in published literature. There were no grade 3 or 4 solicited, uh, solicited adverse events following the vaccination. Neither was there any vaccine-related serious adverse event reported in the study. So overall, Servavac showed robust immunogenicity and a very acceptable safety profile. Okay, thank you. What are the next steps for Servavac? So one thing is that we have to demonstrate the persistence of the immune response also. So all these subjects are now going to continue to be on follow-up for three years to generate the long-term data, as well as we are planning now a phase four study to assess the safety of the vaccine. So this will be one new clinical trial in uh, the subjects aged 9 to 26 years. There is also a proposal for a second new clinical trial, which will be a multi-country study, including the Africa region, this will assess the immunogenicity and safety of Servavac in women living with HIV because these women have a much higher risk of HPV infection as well as of progressing to precancers and cancers as cervical cancer is one of the AIDS-defining uh, conditions in HIV. One more study is also underway to evaluate the immune response of Servavac following a single dose. So this is in our, under discussion now with the government research organizations. And uh, Servavac came on the Indian markets now in March 2023. The vaccine uptake has been good. And a lot of awareness is coming about about the diseases caused by HPV and vaccination through the information on social media, through CME programs, through using opportunities like the cancer days or the uh, women's days or the adolescent girls' health days and so on to help educate the patient, parents and adolescents about HPV and its preventive approach. Okay. Based on the results of this study, the National Regulatory Authority of India approved the vaccine. Also, the National Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation in India recommended the quadrivalent HPV vaccine in its national immunisation programme for 9 to 14-year-old girls. Can you elaborate on what the current HPV vaccine uptake in India is like? And will this make a difference, do you think? Will HPV vaccine be introduced into its national immunisation programme? Yes, that's a very, very good question. HPV vaccines in India are still not in the national immunization program. They are available in the private market on prescription from the age of nine years onward. 
they are on the recommendations of bodies like the Indian Academy of Pediatrics, the Federation of ONG Societies, etc. But currently, the HPV vaccine uptake in India is less than 10%. Now, Servovac is available at half the cost compared to the prior vaccine. So we do hope that with the availability of an affordable vaccine, this uptake will rise. Eventually, it's a question of the four A's, the awareness, the availability, the accessibility, the affordability. And TAGI did recommend introduction of HPV vaccine already for the universal immunization program with a one-time catch-up for the 9 to 14-year-olds followed with routine introduction at nine years. The operational guidelines have already been drafted by the Indian government. They've planned for introduction in phases because it's a large country, as you know. So if the introduction will be in, the se in seven states in the first phase. And ultimately, there is an aim to vaccinate 68 million girls over the next two years through school-based programs. Subsequently, then, HPV vaccination will become part of the routine immunization program. Okay. So what are the next steps to making cheaper, more cost-effective HPV vaccines available to lower and middle-income countries? How improving uptake? How can improving uptake be implemented? So the first thing, as we as I said, was about the accessibility and affordability, which were a major concern for HPV vaccination in the LMICs. So with this uh, development now, there will be an opportunity to supply the vaccine through LM to the other LMICs, through Gavi, UNICEF, and other international agencies. The Serum Institute of India is well known for producing a large number of very affordable vaccines. It already has reached a network in more than 170 countries by which the vaccines can be supplied to the masses through government or private supply. And can you describe some of the challenges which may still lie ahead? So, uh, you know, the, introducing a new vaccine is usually accompanied with some hiccups because people want to be sure about a new preventive measure that there will be safety, first of all, and there will be no effects. You know, the, having only a gender, uh, an, a gender neutral vaccine usually does better. Female only raises some concerns also about whether it will have any side effects on fertility, etc., in the population, especially in this LMIC situation. So the one thing is that we have to clear the minds of the public about the safety of the vaccine. And considering the past experience, we feel that a strong political and bureaucratic will and an effective public awareness campaign with positive messaging are imperative for the success of any endeavor. By and large, vaccines are very well accepted in India. The uh, people accept these once they have been endorsed by the government. So when once it comes on the national program, it is also going to improve, improve the uptake in the private market. So creating awareness, removing misconceptions and myths, bringing it into the government machinery, I think the cervical cancer menace will be effectively controlled by this multi-pronged approach from all the stakeholders. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, the full article is now available online on the Lancet Oncology website and you can subscribe to In Conversation with the Lancet Oncology wherever you usually listen to your podcasts.